Welcome back to this week's episode of the Fit as Buck podcast. I'm your host, Greg Buck, here with my co-host, Kyle Mesh. This week, guys, we're going to talk about our open prep training camp. So the Buckville open prep training camp. First time we're going to put this on, this is going to be an eight-hour seminar, roughly around 7 a.m. to about 4 p.m. Um, on a Sunday coming up. Uh, October. October. So first weekend of October. First weekend of October. That's Sunday, whatever that day is. <laughs> October 5th. <clears throat> you can tell I keep a very strict calendar. Tight schedule, 6th. October 6th. October 6th is the date. So with this seminar, guys, what we're looking to do is go over the movements and the progressions that you can be using to best improve your scores within the Open and then also to set us up for next year's Open to be able to be working towards those skills. Um, Some of the skills that we have written down that we're going to be working on are going to be pull-ups, toes-to-bar, handstand push-ups, the snatch, shoulder-to-overhead, thrusters, double-unders, burpees, wall balls, Rowing and then dumbbell skill work, stuff like the snatch, the dumbbell clean and jerk, the dumbbell front rack, um, lunges, and step ups. It's a lot of stuff. Kind of what you can expect going into this is six breakout sessions, each one having a specific purpose um, and a specific movement or movement set that we're going to work on. Within this, we're also going to have somewhere between two and three workouts for the day not necessarily like what you would see in a class where we're looking to burn you out and kill you um we're gonna have maybe a couple more intense type workouts open type style and then one or two more every minute on the minute or skill-based metcons they're gonna kind of set us up on how we can working on these movements outside of class to really take away how we should be scaling and then again working towards mastery of these movements we're also going to do one max out lift for the day. Um, the lift itself is to be determined, but it'll likely be either the snatch or the clean and jerk. So we can get some eyes on you and really uh, try to hone in that technique. So kind of what we wanted to do today is just go over kind of what we're going to be putting out for the seminar, kind of go through the schedule for the day, and just a rough idea of what each of the um, pieces each of the pieces are going to uh have within them so first skill session we have for the day is going to be based around kipping toes to bar the pull-up and then the chest to bar pull-up we have slated for this on every minute on the minute skill development type workout for that day um a big thing that i have people ask me about on this is well why do i want to attend a seminar versus just learning this stuff in class What I always do when I take a seminar, whether it's for coaching or personal development, is pretty much every time, if it's a good seminar, I'm going to take away one to five really good nuggets of information that I'm going to take and bring back to either the gym or my personal life, depending on, again, whatever that seminar is, and something I can use and actionably put into practice and make a big difference. So the goal of this seminar is to give you six of those nuggets of information. So for each of these breakouts, you're gonna have something you can use and have actionable results uh, working towards these movements. 
Um, so with the first session, Colin, we've got kipping, toes to bar, pull-ups, chest to bar, every minute on the minute, skill development type workout. Anything you want to add in of what you see us working on in that session? Oh, man. I mean, <clears throat> like, I think just in general about like what we're going to go through in this whole uh, seminar throughout the day is like a lot of movement efficiency and patterns. I mean, even if like kind of basing it off something that somebody mentioned to me the other day of like, this isn't for like elite athletes. You know what I mean? Like this isn't, we're not even aiming for like the top end athletes in the gym or anything like that. We're aiming for literally everybody to come in and learn some movement patterns that are going to help improve your score in the open. That's it's almost a guarantee that, that your score could possibly go up with these improvements. So I mean, things along those lines are you know like your kipping technique like exact like drills i mean something that comes to mind are banded strict lean away pull-ups which is a lot of words but something that people have never done that works on a skill that we need to use in the open um stringing reps even so much in the fact of possibly giving you know insights on how to string together jumping pull-ups or how to get better at doing a jumping pull-up you know what i mean like that's a definite scale in the open that we've seen before Obviously, me and Greg have gone through a lot of opens. We know a lot of what the scales are going to be coming up in the open. And we know a lot of these movements are going to show up in the open. So mm-hmm. if these movements show up, their scales are going to show up. So we're going to go through the scales. We're going to go through the movement patterns that are going to make you more efficient at those. Mm-hmm. And how those like transfer over to maybe the pull-up or the chest of arm or the bar muscle-up or something along those lines that are just going to be moving ourselves about the pull-up bar. Right. And the other thing I think is... Even if you don't have, say you don't have any chest bar pull-ups, we don't expect you to have them coming into the seminar. The goal is, again, to go over the lower level movement and then move us towards attaining that movement. Or if you already have that skill, how to improve and refine that skill. Exactly. So say you don't have any of these movements we're going to kind of talk about today. That's totally fine. So you should come to the seminar and you should learn how you should be working on these movements. Or if you have these movements, we're going to teach you how to move efficiently through them during workouts, whether it's in the open, in a local competition, even just in your daily workouts. So you're going to get the most out of them day to day as well as in the open. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I kind of lost my train of thought there for a minute, but, uh, like, the, I think the tips that, that me and Greg can provide are a little bit more personal in this sense. I mean, yep. just from looking at the schedule, like we have an hour and a half dedicated, maybe an hour dedicated to uh, this, you know, this pull-up work. So, I mean, we are literally, there we go, I got it back, just got back on the rails. Uh, we're literally going to start at, like, the absolute, like, basic of the movement, mm-hmm. like, building around the absolute, like, bottom end you know what I mean like the first thing that you're going to do in order to be able to do a pull-up in the first place like a scat pull-up and how to Mm -hmm. perform a perfect scat Mm pull-up and then from there like moving through like jumping pull-ups banded pull-ups the the other type of banded pull-ups that we were doing uh, for Daniel this week with uh, the band at the bottom skills drills tips and tricks that can help you get towards completing those scales and then eventually like moving through those scales to get to the actual pull-up or the chest bar pull-up mm-hmm. or the bar muscle-up or I don't know if we have a section for bar muscle-ups or anything like that, but it probably included in this kipping section because that would make a lot of sense. <laughs> yeah, correct. <laughs> so the other thing, guys, is, again, well, what if I'm not a super good athlete and I'm in a class with 
nine people who are going to kill the open and they're going to do awesome high-end movements and I'm not. That's totally fine. What's great is you guys are going to have Colin and I to yourselves for a whole day. Um, we're only going to accept 10 people into this program um, this year. So get in while you can. And what's great about that small group is worst comes to worst, we can always split that group in half. And now we've got two small groups of five and five. Yeah. We can get a lot done with five athletes at a time versus 15 like we, we yeah. see in a normal class. Exactly. That's Five athletes at a time is a lot different than coaching 15 or, or to 20 at either 5 a.m. or 5.30 p.m. You know what I mean? Like, Especially for those who come to those two classes know that me and Greg are stretched a little thin in those classes trying to answer all the questions and stuff like that. Getting into a small group of, of five and five or, or, or ten total even is a lot different, especially for the entire day rather than one hour of our day right. kind of quickly moving through what we need to get through in order to get you guys a good workout. We're not as worried about you know necessarily sweating and, and getting like a whole bunch out of it in that sense rather than actually learning what we're doing, body awareness, efficiency, stuff like that. Right. What I compared it to the other day for one of the athletes who signed up was think about those days we do maybe like once a month or every three weeks or so we have like a very dedicated skill type day think like we're gonna do that six times over the day yeah so it's very very dedicated practice work yeah and we usually do those skill sessions for 10 minutes right (laughs) right now we've got an hour dedicated to just a skill session based on the kip movement of the pull-up right so we can get a ton done in that time frame um so i think that's enough on that one we're going to move on to the second session second session we're going to hold for the day will be based around wall ball and thruster efficiency so the wall ball and the thruster 90% 90% of the time, both show up in the open. 100% of the time, the thruster shows up. Yeah, I was going to say. <laughs> but most of the time, the wall ball shows up as well. It's essentially the same movement pattern. So being able to learn how to move through that range of motion efficiently, um, which will also carry over into our squatting movements, whether it's with a dumbbell or a barbell, is super important. Um, so the wall ball and the thruster are going to get their whole own efficiency lecture. Um, again, just two movements we can pretty much guarantee we're going to see one of them at least. Yeah, at least one of them. And I think that that, like, that's a lot of power output right there. So Mm -hmm. not necessarily that we need to go through a workout like that. Like, once kind of building on what I was saying earlier with the Mm pull-up session, like, we're not taking you, we're not trying to get you sweaty as hell in the second session and kill your entire day right there. Right. You know what I mean? Like, we're still focusing on the actual skill of, catching the ball and catching the bar and properly turning the return of one rep or the receiving position of one rep into the the power position of the next rep. Right. Working on that, that movement pattern there. Right. If you're inefficient at wall balls or thrusters, you're wasting so much um, energy on every single rep. It's it's way more than you probably even realize. Um, you know, something I always like to tell people is, especially with the wall ball, that whole like slow is smooth smooth is fast mentality where if you're moving efficiently you're saving energy you're probably moving faster than if you're doing them kind of like herky-jerky it's not smooth it's looking kind of crappy you're going to be able to go longer you're going to be able to go faster you're going to be able to do it with less energy so that's really kind of the focus of that breakout session specifically um after that breakout session we'll have skill session three this will be around probably around 10 a.m in the morning um 
where we're going to do some heavy weightlifting and some barbell cycling work. So we're going to work on the snatch, we're going to work on the clean, we're going to work on the shoulder to overhead. So not only are we going to take time during this session at the end to do some type of maxing out, um, potentially under fatigue, similar to how we see in the open, you know, maybe yeah. we'll do some burpees followed by a max out lift. We've seen that in the open two or three times at this point. Um, I would not be surprised if we saw that again this yeah. year. Mostly they make you earn the barbell. In right, the open, exactly. So, so <clears throat> something like that. Um, but the main focus of the teaching is going to be cycling the barbell. Um, so again, similar to the thruster, depending on how you're cycling a bar, whether it's the snatch, the clean, the shoulders to overhead, big, smooth, efficient sets is way, way more... Um, productive when you're working through a workout than fast singles. Yeah. You know, uh, unless you're doing Grace or Isabel, and even then, when you're a high level athlete, if you're going to do fast singles, someone who's touching going is going to pass you. Yeah. Period. Um, even in that very short time domain, you can only get so fast by doing single repetitions of movements. The place where you're going to build time and get time breaks is by doing repetitions in a row. Yeah, I agree. Uh, I mean, I think in, in the case of cycling and stuff like that, a lot of times we see light barbells in the open, so mm -hmm. it's not necessarily like all about the max out session. You have to know how to move correct lightweight efficiently, and I think kind of going off that, like a lot of people like move frantically and kind of let themselves get out of pace very quickly. Mm -hmm. Something that I mentioned in class the other day is that that concept of moving frantically, mm -hmm. which I think we see a lot. Um, so I think like learning to get either out of that state or learning to avoid that state is, is kind of key going forward in the open, trying to like not move frantically through a set of 22 power snatches or something like that. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. We're not, <clears throat> we're not trying to blow through that and, and kill ourselves in the first two minutes of a workout. So, right. um, after the barbell cycling and the heavy lifting for the day we're going to do a break for a lunch for probably about an hour uh during that lunch break we will have um we'll provide food for the day for the participants um what that will be will be be determined um it probably won't be pizza it definitely won't be pizza <laughs> uh, probably gonna talk to the girls over at greenpoint and see what they can do for us um with that um we'll have about an hour for lunch um we are going to send out an email to the participants um, to get whatever they want for lunch. You know, we'll send out some kind of choices and you'll be able to choose whatever you want to have for lunch. Um, I would recommend if you do plan on coming to this, probably bring snacks as well. It's going to be a very long day um, and I don't want you to feel like, um, you know, you're tired, you don't have energy. So make sure you are coming prepared. Um, that being said, obviously the gym will have water and Kill Cliff and Fit Aid like always, but... If you're someone who you know is going to need to eat throughout the day, make sure you're bringing snacks. Like myself. I Correct. constantly snack on pretzels. So, I mean, for sure. That's always a good option. Once we come back from lunch, we're going to jump into skill session four, which is going to be all about getting upside down. Um, skill session four is going to be based around the handstand push up and then handstand walking. Um, again, this is a movement that a lot of us struggle with. And we think, like, some of us think, oh, I'm never going to do that. Or, oh, I don't want to do that. Or, I can't do that. And, that's not the point of this. Like you need to come in and learn how to progress 
into doing those movements, even if you can't do them currently. Which is very hard to do in a class setting. Correct. You know, say we have 20 or even 30 minutes in a class of, all right, well, how should I be working on my handstand push-ups? I want to be able to sit down with you and break out, all right, this is where you are with your handstand push-ups now. These are the movements and the skill imams or the skill sessions I want you hitting a couple times a week to work towards those handstand movements. Um, again, if you don't have those movements, don't feel like you can't participate in this event. Um, those of us who do have those movements, we can work on the efficiency, like we talked about on the other stuff. All of us can get better at handstand push-ups. Definitely all of us can get better at handstand walking. Um, because that's a very hard one that most of us don't practice. I mean, building off that, I think that, you know, the the uh, seated dumbbell strict press can only get you so far. Correct. Exactly. Yep. So, I mean, like, if, if we're working on that in class to preserve a stimulus, I think that that's a different case of of doing that and actually learning about how to get upside down. Correct. You know what I mean? There's, yep. a, there's an obvious skill gap there. Mm-hmm. So you can't, like, um, there's, I mean, unless you're a toddler, you're not, there's not really too many people that can just go up to a wall and automatically get upside down. It takes time and practice to right. actually learn what you're doing with your body in right. order to accomplish that task. Right. And the question I had with that was, well, last year, didn't they just do bear crawling for the handstand walk scale, which they did. We're not going to spend a lot of time on the bear crawl. In this pos- or in this breakout session, I want to work on how can we progress, be progressing ourselves towards getting comfortable upside down. I don't expect you to take your first steps handstand walking during this event, but we can get you to the point where you're feeling comfortable upside down on the wall, and that's going to be the first step of getting you towards eventually potentially handstand walking. Exactly. Yeah, you, you know how to bear crawl. It's not a difficult movement. Um, we're not going to spend time on that. Yeah. Um, after skill session four, we have skill session five, which is going to be all based around the dumbbell. Um, dumbbell efficiency and skills, things we're going to be working on would be the snatch, the clean and jerk, um, the front rack position specifically, um, lunging, step ups, and then we'll be doing some type of dumbbell AMRAP during this. Um, we've seen some type of dumbbell movement very regularly since they've been introduced in the open. Um, the front rack makes a lot of appearances and the dumbbell in the overhead position whether it's from a snatch a clean and jerk or an overhead lunge has made a lot of appearances as well um so just tips to get us comfortable in those positions um efficiency in moving those um dumbbells the snatch especially most of us are very inefficient with the dumbbell snatch it starts looking like a kettlebell swing or we're just moving at our back we're not using our hips and our uh our hips and our hamstrings uh i know specifically i harp on a lot of the taller guys with this where we don't get into great positions with the dumbbell snatch and it's just gonna drain you and blow that low back up yeah or we um, don't bend our knees or right there's a lot of wasted effort that can be seen for sure moving a dumbbell yeah. or a kettlebell for sure for sure um that front rack those lunges you know those are hard movements for some of us so we're really gonna drive that stuff home and uh just try to get more comfortable with the dumbbell you know we only use them maybe once a week so getting some more time working through these movements really breaking them down and showing how we can do them efficiently um to maximize our movement potential and then potentially times and or scores it's all about time under tension right um last but not least skill session six 
We're just going to focus around rowing, burpees, and everyone's favorite, the double under. Um, really, the big thing on this is going to be focusing on rowing form, pacing um, of both the burpee and the row. So with the burpee and the rower, there's no reason you should really ever be gassing out on those movements, which might sound like almost crazy to some of us because we're like, oh, if I have 100 reps of burpees, like I'm going to die. I'm going to gas out. There's no reason for that. It's just think of it just like you're walking. Like if you know you have to walk 10 miles, you're not going to sprint to start. It's the same thing with a burpee. It's the same thing with the rower. There should never be any reason. And I saw this last year with some people who many of us would say are top level athletes, quote unquote, where I saw them get back on that rower in that wall ball workout and just sit there and not pull on the fucking rower handle. Like, hey man, what the fuck are you doing? <laughs> like, move your legs even a little bit. Yeah. Like, if your pacing is that bad, whether it's on, you, you had wasted efficiency on your wall ball, you're not well paced on your row, or you're not well paced on your burpees, like, yeah, that can happen, but there's no reason that should happen. Yeah. Exactly. You know, you shouldn't be going at an open workout like a bat out of hell and like you got shot out of a fucking cannon. Like, <laughs> Once again, I think that comes back to the point of moving frantically. Right, right. right. I you know, know there's a lot of adrenaline, but you have to learn how to pace. Right, right. Well, we're going to talk about how to pace, how to move efficiently, how to harness that adrenaline and get yourself in the right state of mind to really attack those workouts. CrossFit in the early thousands was all about beating your head against the wall and, and coming out like a bat out of hell and right. trying to crush it from the beginning. And now I think, you know, the, ever since basically the Froning era, right. uh, we've learned that pacing is obviously and for sure much more efficient. And I think that it's a skill. It's a legit skill that takes time to practice right which is why this is included as a session you have to learn you have to learn how to pace it doesn't just randomly happen one day right so that would be the last session of the day rough timetable we have uh drawn out for the day guys is roughly 7 a.m to about 4 4 30 p.m um again it's all one day cost is going to be 200 dollars. with that cost you're going to get your all-day seminar you're going to get your lunch included you're going to get a t-shirt um T-shirts we'll give out at the closing time, um, again, around that 4, 4.30 mark. Um, I think that really covers everything that we're going to be talking about in the seminar. Like always, if you have any questions, if you're wondering, well, is this for me? Should I do this? You know, let us know. We're only accepting 10 athletes, so if you are um, interested, make sure you reach out to us sooner rather than later. Um feel free, send me a text, send me a Facebook message, whatever, or just talk to me in person. And then if you have questions that you want to get answered before committing, I'm more than happy to sit down with you and have those conversations. Or if Greg's not at the gym, you can always ask me as well. For like, sure. Yeah. Ask very, either of us. Very involved stuff. in this and uh, very excited about this. I think yeah. that a lot of people ask me sometimes about little tidbits of movement information if they ever see me working out. And I've I feel like I'm tooting my own horn, but I feel like I have a lot of like little nuggets that could be useful and stuff like this, like you know, like how to pace the rower, or like cadence and that and stuff like that. Or I don't want to give away all my secrets just yet. But <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I think that like like I, like I said earlier in the in this episode, uh, I think me and Greg have been through quite a few opens. We've learned a lot of different pieces of information. We've we've coached a lot of athletes through both at this gym and at other gyms. And I think that uh, I think that just that general knowledge kind of 
helps us hone in on certain little skills and little tidbits of information that we can pass on to you guys that'll improve your open scores. For sure. Um, as always, guys, thanks for tuning in. Thanks for listening. Make sure you like, follow, subscribe, all that good stuff. Throw us a five-star rating. Um, we're still counting up those burpees. We're trying to decide when we're going to make that video, us knocking all those out. So make sure you are throwing those five-star ratings on there. Um, as always, you can follow me at Coach, or you can follow the gym at CrossFit Arioc, and you can find Colin at uh, CBESH6, that's C-B-O-E-S-C-H and the number six. All right, guys, thanks for listening. Keep it a face, I put my team on the map. Easy.